Hey, y'all. Just want to apologize uh, for the technical issues this week, and really uh, for like 15 or 16 episodes in a row now that the technical issues have been a plague upon this podcast. Uh, I find in general technical issues are a plague upon my life. We are working through them. <laughs> Thankfully, Vance is a, is a techno kind of a dude, and he's uh, he's working to set this all up this week. You can hear it. Uh, you, can, you can certainly hear our guest, which is great because he's smarter than me, so thank you, Eric, for coming on. You can hear him clear as day. Sometimes you won't be able to hear me as well. I, I genuinely apologize for that. And seriously, if you've listened to even the first 30 seconds of this, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. Y'all, welcome back. I am so excited right now, for real, because this guy's been on before. If you've a listener, you've definitely heard uh, Eric with us before. Not Eric, the normal co-host. Eric of the Hard Mark Podcast. We actually did a really fun episode about wrestling. Uh, shoot, like a year ago, bro? How long has it been? Yeah, a year and a half, something oh, like wow. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, great, man. Time flies. But anyways, yeah, honestly, I'm excited to have you back. So, I mean, where are you these days? How's life treating you, man? Because last time we talked, it was like, thick of COVID. So how's life for you? Uh, life is good. Uh, life, it's more or less the same as it was. I'm, I'm now one COVID uh, positive uh, uh, in, into things. I'm sure there will probably be more eventually. But no, I did take a trip to Las Vegas. I knew the risks. I got COVID and I, I came out of it. So here, here I am. That's wild. Okay. So wow. That, believe it or not, last week I asked my guest, what is a better vacation vegas or camping so now i'm totally going to be bouncing back and forth between vegas and Hawaii. i want to hear the comparison <laughs> the for sure yeah heck yeah he's like I, i've been to vegas a handful of times i've never been to hawaii so I, honestly i do have a ton of questions that i want to get to get to but first something we're doing a little newer now welcome back to the show we're doing a thing called a personality quiz. it's incredibly scientific obviously yes. i mean i wrote it so i mean this is this is as official as you get but are you are you ready sir i'm gonna have to do some hard-hitting deep dive right i'm now. very ready i've got my beakers here i have all my electrodes hooked up i'm ready for the most you know, scientific I mean, quiz and podcast oh you're measuring equipment already I can see yes in the back there <gasps> favorite breakfast food if you were to pick one item or one like you know you can say a burrito or you know what i mean what, oh. if, what is your go-to breakfast I think, oh man, for for versatility, I'm leaning towards eggs. But you know what? I just got to go French toast. French toast. There's nothing. Oh, there's nothing that sets me straight. It's not an everyday thing. It's not even an every weekend thing. But a good French toast when it's like a solid, maybe Texas toast situation. Ooh, hard to beat. No, that is. I grew up in Texas. That is how I'm used to it. And when I get the thin toast, mm -hmm. I think it's not enough. Yeah. I want more. Essentially, I want cake for breakfast. <laughs> what I want out of this. Yeah, exactly. You know what I just bought today, literally for the very first time? Mm. Cinnabon bread. That's a thing. That's it's. I'm sure it's very healthy. Uh, I bought <laughs> Cinnabon bread. It's got little swirls of uh, of cinnamon in it, and my my suspicion is that it might make for good French toast bread. 
Oh, I bet that's amazing. Does it come in like a loaf? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when I picture Cinnabon, I'm picturing like little spirally circle things. This is like a full loaf of space. Yeah, it's like uh, it is a loaf of – it's a small loaf. It's not like the full size of like the Franz or the Gaze or anything like that. We're yeah. talking like a, a some, somewhat miniature loaf, but yes, it's a loaf of bread. I bet that's delicious. I'll let you know. Specifically French toast. That's I'll keep, I'll keep you All posted. Right. Solid answer, sir. Solid answer. Uh, I know we're roughly the same age. Favorite Power Ranger. Oh, uh, green. Tommy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, slash you know white. Crazy? <laughs> yeah, green slash white. Okay, that's where I was going. My kids, I've got a seven and a five-year-old, and they're just now discovering Power Rangers. And there's okay. like 15 different versions. I don't know mm. if you knew this. Like, after we grew up, they can't make them. They didn't stop just because we stopped watching. <laughs> the green one, uh-huh. he's still around. The original... Tommy, that you and I are picturing right now, green slash white slash whatever, he's like the 45 year old leader of the new Power Rangers that are all like 19. It looks, he looks, honestly, he looks sad. I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't believe I'm doing this 30 years. He's gotta be rich. He's gotta be doing very well for himself. I have no idea what Bandai pays, but I hope it pays well. Okay, right now, what movie that you have not seen are you wanting to see? Do you have anything like in the chamber that the next time you get two hours, that's the movie you're watching? Or what is queued up on your movie to-do list? Um, oh gosh, I actually literally have a list. Let's see if I can quick, quickly pull it up. Off the top of my head, it's it's RoboCop. The original? The original. I've never seen it all the way from start to finish. And like people were talking about it. I was like, I should have watched RoboCop by this point in my life. And I never have. <laughs> I mean, I can't judge. I, there are... Dozens, if not hundreds of movies that everyone looks at me like, what do you mean you haven't seen like Titanic? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I just never, whatever, it doesn't matter. But like, Robocop is a staple, especially like being boys in like the 80s and 90s. I thought everybody saw it. Yeah, I don't know. It just somehow it got past me. Like, that never happened. Let's see, what else is on my list? Crimson Tide is on my list. Whoa, you make me feel better. I'm not going to lie. I, I know that I haven't seen most movies, but this is, this is crazy. I've seen both of those. Uh, well, there you go. I mean, maybe we can we can swap stories one of these days. But yeah, Crimson Tide and RoboCop are my my answers Amazing. for this. Yes. What throwbacks! I, I expect. Wow, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Okay, and then this is going to lead us to the travel talk with mm. Hawaii and all of that. Yeah. Do you travel with a pillow or a blanket or any other certain amenity that you have to have? My wife travels with pillow everywhere we go. She will not go without her pillow, and I kind of respect learning it. Do you? Uh, let's see. That's a good question. I don't, I do travel with a pillow if it's like a driving trip. I don't fly with a pillow. Just that takes up too much room in my bag and I can't suss with that. The, the one thing that I say I have to travel with is my noise machine. Interesting. Like a white noise. It's like white noise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have it cranked super loud. Uh, Every time I'm staying in a room with other human beings that have not slept in a room with me before, I always make a point to be like, Hey, I'm going to turn this on right now. Let me know if this is, like, too much for you. Luckily, nobody's done it because I don't know what the alternative would be. I guess just, like, take some edibles and, and hope I pass out. I'm not really sure. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be asleep in an hour. Yeah. But that's wild because when we travel with my kids, we have to bring a, a noise machine. We actually have a, it's a whale. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a whale. It also is a humidifier. It, like, misses out the top of his little, oh, like, wow. go hole. It's a whole thing. But I've really gotten addicted, I think, now because, like, I haven't been able to get forever. I think I'm pretty addicted to that too. When's the last time you slept without it? 
Uh, probably, I mean, not to tie it back to the original things yeah. that we mentioned in the conversation, camping, uh, because I didn't have access to electricity. So that was probably the, every, Ooh. I do not travel without that period. I just, I don't sleep as well without it. So camping in like June would have been the most recent time. Wow. Are you a big like, camper guy? Well, a buddy of mine like, literally just got into camping. He bought like a four wheeler and all the things. I'm realizing I'm definitely not. Are you? I go camping once a year and we make like a big deal about it, but that's like it. But we have gone, let's see, what year was this? This would have been like 21. This would have been the 21st year in a row that we've gone. So like a big camper, oh, no, but like a, a prolific, <laughs> prolific yeah. camper. Seasoned camper. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, then let's, let's dig in because I, I do want to ask you about Hawaii specifically and like, Kind of the general concept of the beach vibe. Yeah. Like, like I grew up in Texas. South Padre is a big thing. Like I've been to a ton of beaches in Hawaii. But first to state the obvious, you're not a Hawaiian expert. You don't teach like a class of Hawaiianology or whatever. You know what I mean? But you have been there three times? I've been there three I've been there three times. Yeah, yeah they call me tiny bubbles in, in, in high school just because you I'm just kidding, that's not true. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I've been I've been three times, so by no means an expert, but I'm willing to impart any knowledge that I have unto unto the listeners of everything is interesting. I love it. Of, of our millions of listeners. Yes. Fun fact, even though you're not an expert, uh your great great uncle, as I recall, we talked about this, was actually the first person to discover Hawaii in nineteen eighty three. Uh, before that, everybody thought it was just a giant pineapple floating in the ocean. And once your uncle discovered it, now we realize there's people coming appreciated. Absolutely. Yes, this is all true. Everything that you said is is factually correct. So how, how long is that flight out? For me, so I'm coming from the Seattle region. Uh, it was around five and a half hours, give or take. What? How do you fly? Are you like movie marathon guy? Are you just get so drunk or edibles and just pass out? What is your, how do you kill five hours? I have to do, I have to do movies. I'll usually download some podcasts just to have them, but like rarely does it come down to, to doing that. Usually it's like mm -hmm. if they've got the screen in the back of the TV, great. If I, if they have the, at least the in-flight Wi-Fi, so I can just like hook up to that and do that. That's also fine. Push comes to shove. Uh, the old Nintendo Switch. My wife and I will play some Mario Party. That also tends to melt away the hours. So between a combination of all the... I cannot sleep. So sleeping is off the table. I wish so badly I could sleep on these long flights, but that's just not a reality. It, it, neck pillow, window seat, nothing works for you to sleep. Mm -mm, nah. Mm -mm. Did you know... Actually, really quick about neck pillows. Maybe this is common knowledge. I realize that I've been wearing neck, neck pillows the wrong way this whole time. I think I saw this where I, I've worn it the whole time where like the two openings are coming forward, but I yeah. guess you're supposed to spin it to where it's like catches your chin. Mm -hmm. And then when I, I saw that, it's like, like oh, this makes so much more sense now. Yeah. Yeah. It catches your hand. Like I've never, I've literally never once worn it that way. Like my we haven't flown in a couple months, but I saw that like last month on Reddit or wherever the hell I saw it. And yeah. Like, yeah. I had no idea too. But even but, with that, it's still just the, the concept of being on a plane. You're not sleeping. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, I've flown to Japan. I've flown, Gosh, all over. I mean, I haven't done like the super long, like 14 hour flights or anything like that, but I've done pretty substantial flights. And yeah, I, at most I'll maybe pass out for like 30 minutes, but then I'm right back awake. And, and like, I don't like drinking yeah. and doing stuff like that just because I'm worried. Like if I have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to be falling over people and stuff like that. So I, I just, I, I avoid it. Dude, that's the Japan flight that I've flown to Europe once I mean, there and back twice, whatever. But like, mm -hmm. even that was like nine hours and that was Testing the limits of my sanity. Like yes. by by hours, I've watched all the movies and eaten all the snacks. Like, what am I gonna do? 
Yes, it's a lot of people around. <laughs> Everyone's <Huge. laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So I mean, five hours honestly isn't that bad. I mean, from you know, I, I know you're you're more of a West Coaster, so you're a little longer from me. That's not terrible. But here's the main question: this part. Obviously, it's beautiful. It's Hawaii. Everything's amazing. But like, what makes you go back for a third time? What What is the draw specifically, as opposed to like? Just in Texas, or there's probably a lot of people closer to you. Yeah. Why Hawaii? Uh, that's a good question. I think, so for this most recent trip, which was, like you said, our third time, I think it was just, it, it, it had been so long, especially with the pandemic, that we had done anything of note, like been anywhere. And so we just wanted, and it was our five-year anniversary, and so we wanted to do like something big um that we hadn't done before and we hadn't traveled anywhere internationally in so many years so it just felt like let's go to hawaii let's make like a big to-do about it like we stayed at a place that ordinarily i would never ever ever have booked like a really swanky resort thing yes like a like a weston we had let me put it to you like this joe (laughs) let me put it to you like this three decks or as they call them out in the hawaiian islands lanai's so three yeah for two people three decks because you each need your own and right what if we get in a big argument we need a deck to separate us (laughs) i imagine i would hope i imagine most people don't fight in hawaii but like that's another (laughs) thing okay so like the actual hawaiian beach is it as i mean obviously i'm sure it's as beautiful as i imagine but is it as like chill as i'm picturing or is it pretty like touristy how do you describe the beach itself yeah, I mean, so my first time I went, I went to Oahu, and so and that was another reason why we went back is because there was one island, one major island I hadn't been to yet. But my first time, I would say, was probably the most touristy, Waikiki, Oahu, that whole thing, Honolulu, and like those beaches are probably the most touristy. Although um, there's definitely certain beaches you don't want to go to, not because it's like necessarily dangerous, but you'll see signs up that say locals only. If you're not a local. You need to stay away from that beach. Oh, they're not kidding. Yeah. And uh, yes. So they're not kidding about that. I did remember hearing, and I never felt unsafe at any point in time. I think as long as you're like aware of your surroundings, you'll be fine. But I remember when we were driving around in my buddy's car, that first trip, we turned on one radio station and they were playing like rap that was like, take back the island from Whitey rap. And so I was like, okay, all right. So there is an element of that here. I just need to be aware of it and like, don't do anything stupid. Whoa. I, I'm trying to hear a Hawaiian accent version of you ain't from around here. Are you boy? <laughs> it, it would be in pigeon. Uh, I'm not fluent in pigeon, but it definitely would be, you know, a lot of shaka bras and et cetera's. That's fantastic. <laughs> I actually had a boss that lived in Hawaii for many, many years, and he told me the same thing. He was like, "If you ever go, if you see some locals only, like they're not like that's not a joke. That's not like haha, just trying to keep you know, trying to keep everybody out. This night the beach. That's that's mm. crazy. I mean, I get it, but that's crazy. All right, did you get in the water? And the reason I asked, that, my wife just went down to Texas with a bunch of friends, seven women, her plus six, whatever. It was the only one that got the water. Huh. It's in Texas, so the water's warm. They just like didn't. Are you like a water? Like, did you like go like boogie boarding? What What is your beach activity? I'm not a big I'm not a big water guy. The very first time I went to Hawaii, I did go. I like we went to the beach. I swam in the ocean. I 
and I, I want to make this sure this is clear. I don't want to be misquoted. I don't want to hear this in the newspapers tomorrow. <laughs> we got a lot of big followers. I accidentally kicked a sea turtle in the face. Accidentally. I did not do you it on purpose. <laughs> they were overpopulated. I could, I could tell. Is that a thing, though? Like, are they just floating around with you? They're not worried about you at all? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, they at this particular beach in, on Oahu, they were absolutely all around. I was just out there swimming. My foot hit something. I assumed it was my friend that I was, like, at the beach with. And then I look up, and he's in front of me. And then I'm like, and it was a Scooby-Doo moment. It was like, well, if you're here, then who? And then I turned around, and it was a gigantic turtle. And I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then frantically sure. backstroking away or whatever. That's amazing. I don't know anybody that has kicked a sea turtle in the face. So well, congratulations. Now you do. Sir. <laughs> All right. So that brings us, uh, that brings us to our first quiz. Uh, this one's most focused on the Hawaiian geography. You're probably going to get this right. First question. How many main islands in Hawaii? Main islands. Uh, okay. So there's the big island. There's Oahu. There's Maui. There's Kauai. I'm thinking it's four I, there's a fifth, like, bigger one, but I don't think it's easily accessible. So I'm going to say four. Four, is, depending on how you slice it. Uh, four is correct. Five is correct. Also, eight, if you count the other three, apparently. Mm-hmm. But depending on which website you found, yeah, eight is, like, the most, but four is so. How many volcanoes? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, f- uh, six. 15 oh, shit. That's way off. and that's uh, the hawaiian ones are the 15 youngest volcanoes in a chain of 129 volcanoes in the line across the pacific I had no idea that's just interesting when was the most recent volcano explosion oh probably within the past like couple of years right like i don't know uh, two, yeah. two years ago maybe 2018 you're not far off okay kilauea apparently in the lower Zone, whatever, and then also there was one. They called it a low from December two thousand twenty to May two thousand twenty-one in the Halamay. You're a natural. You're a natural. You should move there and become a weatherman. GD, yeah, hire me if anybody's listening. I won't come to your beach. I promise. Deadliest volcano. Do you know either the name? Or how many people perish? I I don't know either. I'll give a guess at the number of people. Uh, 130. More. Uh, It was Kilauea, a.k.a. Kianakakoi. It was in the 1700s, and it killed 400 people. Oh, wow. It was apparently a massive, massive thing. So the left turn out of death. Did you catch any music? Hawaiian feet? shows of any kind you know that kind of stuff was that is that on your docket yeah that's usually like especially with this last trip like we kind of done the beach thing before so it's like okay what touristy things can we do like it's definitely more yeah. of a food and beverage sort of <laughs> tour Dude, i've got food questions coming i guess <laughs> i looked up and good food it seems oh yeah oh, for sure you're gonna spend money for it but it's very good uh the we did we we went to our first luau actually uh this past trip Ooh. on maui and so that is was it as fun like I've seen YouTube videos while researching for the episode. I found a bunch. But like, is it as much fun as it looks? It looks like a good time. It was a pretty good time, I think. So it wasn't like I was kind of expecting like the pig in the dirt type of experience. This is a little bit more hoity-toity. Like it was a buffet type of situation, but it's still very fun. You know, they they jazz it up with all sorts of song and dance, and they had like fire fire dancers and stuff like that. So it was good. It wasn't 
probably an authentic luau by most conventional standards. Luau. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it was a it was a howly luau experience. (laughs) Okay, so that's fantastic. So, on your slice of this most recent trip, what's the beach like? Are people bringing like Bluetooth speakers? Are people posting up all day, or is it just kind of more casual come and go? Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, it's probably more casual come and go, but there definitely were people like setting up big canopies and stuff. And like you could tell they were making a day of like going to the beach, which like I don't have it wasn't what we did necessarily, but I can absolutely see the appeal of just grabbing some beers, getting some food, sitting out on the beach, just like watching the waves. I mean, the the water is just so crystal blue. It's incredible. So like I, I totally I get it. That's awesome. So then what did you guys do? Instead of like hanging out on the beach all day, what, what did you do? You know, for like an eight-hour day. <laughs> we, we went to we went to the pool. Hell yeah! <laughs> Which I know what people are thinking. Couldn't you just go to a pool anywhere? Well, yes, but we didn't. We went to a pool in Hawaii, and it was <laughs> yeah. It's you're still looking up at palm trees and stuff. Like there's a lake real close to my house that has kind of a sandy beach. Not the same thing. I'm imagining it is a different experience for sure. Yeah, and like the first the first leg of our trip, we were at a condo and it was just like your typical hotel condo pool experience. Nothing to write home about. The second place we went to, we only went there for three nights because it was so expensive. Uh, <laughs> seven pools. Whoa, <laughs> with a water slide. Uh, oh, you know, so this is a resort. Oh yeah, it was like a resort experience. Yes, this is okay. So then, comparing it, I'm guessing the first time you went wasn't a resort compared <laughs> to the resort. <laughs> no, I was sleeping on the floor of my friend. My friend was stationed in Pearl Harbor. He was in the Navy, so I got to stay oh, at wow. his place for free. That was my first experience in Hawaii. That is a much different. <laughs> so what? So since there weren't like hotel pools, what did you do that time around? Oh, well, that's why. That's when we. That's when I kicked a turtle in the face. Uh, so yeah, we would go to beaches and, and hang out. We had no pool access, so it was just. And that I was in like my mid twenties, so it was like a different sort of vibe. You know, we were going to yeah. bars a lot, that sort of thing. Like you don't have as much money that you want to be spending on food, so you'll just go and get some like you know, fried spam, uh, which is good out there. Don't get me wrong, nothing against fried spam, but not what I, I find did. That this- hard to believe. I'll take your. I'll- <laughs> They love their spam. Not some food questions. None of them about spam, but that's funny. <laughs> that's correct. Okay, so then, in, in general, I, I'm just picturing a very movie-esque setting of any beach or even the pool area. How is the vibe as far as interacting with others? Right? It, it, does everyone kind of keep themselves? Is it more of like, a, hey, you're here, I'm here, we should all be friends? Like, what, what's the like, general island vibe? It was pretty casual. It was like uh, the thing I would equate it to and I don't know if everyone's been on like cruise ships before, but like everyone's more relaxed. You're just kind of like more open to just talking about like everybody was friendly. I don't think I, I interacted with one person who was not super nice in a super good mood. Just, yeah, everybody was just so chill in Hawaii. I, it's, it's, I would imagine it's hard to be a dick in Hawaii. Like yeah. You, you really have to go out of your way. That's you're, it. All right. So you're in paradise. Bluetooth speak. Cause I kind of want to hammer this. One. Was was there any dude sitting around with his music being too loud? Because like that's I'm finding that to be everywhere. Our neighborhood pool, the little lake that is by our house, even just hiking. Dudes with Bluetooth speakers, and this is just a pet. They're just starting to piss me off. Did you catch any in Hawaii? <laughs> I, <laughs> can I go there and get away from these assholes? 
I think you'd be fine. I think it would be it'd be okay if I mean the beaches are like they're everywhere. So if you even if you do find something where it's like oh here comes a guy with a big Bluetooth speaker, he's he's pumping out the uh the <laughs> what what am I trying to think? Cottonmouth kings. We need to move somewhere else. Hey. Uh, you could very just walk five minutes in the opposite direction, you'd be fine. So yes, there's ample opportunities to get away from people with Bluetooth speakers. Okay. Good, because that that's fantastic. And also, good lord, when I was like twenty two, Cottonmouth Kings, I thought was like the epitome of hey man, suburban life. It's uh, it's not what Come it on, seems. See American. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, I do want to get into this because I am so uh, interested in a lot of this stuff. Did you have there? I, I imagine it's kind of like sushi. But it's poke or pokey. Is that is that? Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's like poke or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you that? Are you? Because it seems just like raw fish. It is, it is. Yeah, I like sushi every now and again. My wife had uh, poke at one of the restaurants that we went to. Um, I didn't have any just because there were so many other. I will say the best sushi I'd ever eaten in my entire life was in this trip to Maui. Ooh, it was. That's awesome. I mean, phenomenal. I bet you probably caught it that morning. That's a, that's a much different thing. Mm-hmm. Did you have any? It's a S A I M I N. I mean, or salmon. It's like an egg noodle dish. It looks oh. like a delicious pasta soup. I think I almost ordered that, and then I didn't. Now you're making me regret it. <laughs> it looks, dude, I basically just googled pictures of food. It's like these are all like amazing. <laughs> what was your What was your like favorite? What was your like you know number one standout? Number one thing I had there. So we went to a sushi place. Um, they had there were two dishes in particular. For anybody who likes truffle, we had a hamachi crudo thing, which was basically like a sashimi with a truffle sauce. That was amazing. They also had a panko crusted ahi roll with also had a miso butter sauce and like those two things. It was so so I frantically made reservations because I was worried that we weren't going to be able to eat anywhere decent through our trip. So our first yeah. day there, like for the first I don't know six hours, I was just on my phone trying to make reservations the first place that we went to was the place that had all these dishes it was so good i canceled my reservation for a restaurant two nights later and i was like we're coming back here we can't not eat this place again i'll see you yes that's amazing did you have their croissantas it looks like a donut hole but with like croissant bread Mm-mm. it's like a flaky donut hole. no i did not dude i had to get out there. everything looked amazing i imagine you had the most did you i i'm assuming yes yes i did dude yeah. yeah, I'm honestly, I'm really, really jealous. This sounds, <laughs> this sounds amazing. So, are you planning on going back? Like, is it one of those things where as soon as you leave, you're like, all right, we got to go back to the next one? Uh, we, we were definitely like our last meal there. We were sitting down and be like, okay, in theory, could we live here if we, <laughs> if we really wanted to? And like, we, we came to the conclusion we probably could, but. It would be a little bit of a, a upheaval of everything. So, so no plans for the moment, but we did give a little bit of serious consideration to it. I hadn't planned on asking you this, but what is the general vibe? I mean, I'm sure when you're in your, your three deck hotel, everybody treats you like rookie because, of course. But what is the general vibe of, of you know tourists or whatever? What's the general vibe of, of Americans showing? I know they're American, but you know, Maine sure. Islanders or. Yeah, I mean, for this most recent trip, it was totally fine. I think the only, and no one's ever, I've never had personally like an interaction with people where they've been like standoffish to me. But I also didn't mm-hmm. go out of my way to like go to the beaches I wasn't supposed to go to and like go to clubs yeah. where maybe there would be an element of people who would be maybe not happy to see me being there. But um, 
I think as long as you're avoiding those types of situations, you would be fine. Like as Taurus, you know, that's, if anything, I felt like they were very grateful to have us there because I think the pandemic decimated a lot of the tourism industry for a long time. So I think they were really excited to have people there. Man, I didn't think about that. They probably went a year or more of probably 50% decrease, if not more decrease, if it's going. Yeah. That's wild. And for a while, Hawaii was actually mandating that you had to have proof of a positive test before you left. Uh, they don't do that anymore, but for a while they were. And so certain people, they test, they came back positive. Even if they weren't showing symptoms, you're not going to Hawaii with that. So, yeah, I think wow. that made a difference for them. So even if you were vaccinated, if you had any type, they weren't letting you in? Yeah, I think that I think you had to do a test before, and then maybe even a test when you arrived too. I, I'm trying to remember, but for sure, before you left, you had to have like a positive or a negative test within, I want to say four to five days prior to uh, departure. I've I've only ever lived in giant cities, minus the two years I spent in South Dakota, which is obviously there's nothing giant <laughs> there at all. But like I am realizing, like. You kind of can't take risks on an island. Like there's the that spreads real, real fast. Oh, that's for sure. Wild. Yeah. I wonder. And this is that's for a different episode. I wonder how STDs. That's a crazy thing. All right. Now, this question <laughs> of the next quiz: <laughs> Tourism. Yes. Do you know the average? And I, I only have uh, stats up to about 2017, 2018. Do you know how many visitors Hawaii in collective all of the islands get per year? Uh. Three million. Nine point four million. Oh gosh. Year. Jeez. Yeah. How many of that nine point four on average are Americans? Uh oh well, let's see. There's a lot of Australians there. I think uh, Really? Yeah. It's kind of in the middle. It's it's a little bit closer to the US than it is to Australia, but it's not that far away from Australia. I'm gonna say four million. Uh, close, 6.2. Not far off. Okay. I gotta find out how far is it from Australia to Hawaii? Uh, oh man, it's not that bad. Like 5,000 miles. Like, that's really, no, it's like a <laughs> it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. Good lord. I mean, I guess for Australia, they're probably used to that. They're gonna fly everywhere. It didn't order. Right, yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, budget. How much is spent by those 9.4 million visitors every year? How many dollars American. How many American dollars are spent in Hawaii by 9.4 million people? <laughs> oh gosh. Let's see. I spent $200 a night on dinner for two hours. <laughs> so if I multiply that, extrapolate. By, ex, ex, right, right. If we carry the one, <laughs> uh, th- uh, 500 million. 16 billion. <laughs> Goodness. Hawaii is breaking it in, bro. I had no idea. People go there and apparently throw cash around. But I'm also guessing the, the place you stayed with the three decks is super nice and probably nice for most people have ever been. There's probably levels above that. There's probably, you know, $10,000 a night hotel. Like, there's probably stupid Oh, yeah. Oh, if you're looking to, like, let's say you're in a Brewster's Millions situation where you get a large inheritance and you need to spend that money, you go to Hawaii. You can knock that out in in a month or so and you'll be just fine. (laughs) That's fantastic. All right. Last question. What percentage of Hawaiian, of the entire Hawaiian economy, is tourism? 
Uh, it has to be the majority, like 80%. Uh, 21%, but that doesn't take into account exports. It doesn't take into account oh. a lot of people. You know, it, there's, it's a wish-washy number. I found anywhere up to 40%, but some of those websites I didn't trust. But 21%, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fifth of yeah. everything you do relies on Australians and Americans showing up. Like, it's it's freaking crazy. That is nuts. What If I was trying to plan a trip to go to, like, Florida Beach or Hawaii Beach or California Beach. I don't know. Why is Hawaii? Um, gosh, I just think everybody's taking their time to get there, and it's just such a different vibe. Like everybody's just so cool and welcoming. Unless you're going to the places you're not supposed to be, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just it's it's just as soon as you land, you're like, okay, we're here. It, like the whole concept of island time that is real like you you get acclimated to that very very quickly of like hey we can relax and we don't need to kind of like race to get to the next thing like we can just kind of take our time and it's just a very peaceful environment overall do you think it's like that if you live there seems like because that the same thing if you have to go to work on a monday is that do you still feel pretty like relaxed you i know? saw like, is that i saw enough people with bumper stickers on the back of their Jeep that said, hey, slow down. This isn't the mainland where I believe that, yes, that is that is probably the case even if you That's do live amazing. there. Yeah. I love it. I wish – I mean, I, I, I honestly couldn't even empathize with that. That's such that is – like I live in Denver before that. I lived in Austin. You know, there's millions of people. Everybody's in a rush. The idea that collectively we're all aiming for the idea of slowing down sounds – I mean, it sounds heavenly. I'm not going to lie. Like, that, that sounds amazing. Right. So, w- I guess if you could work from home, would you move there? Or if whatever it is you do, if you could do it out there, would you seriously move? I would give some consideration to it. Like, I think it'd be weird kind of upending from, like, family and stuff like that. Like, that's kind of the big consideration against it. But, like, I would give serious thought. I mean, like, all those people are so content because it's like you're living in paradise. Even if you don't have, like, a huge house, you're living in somewhere that people are paying thousands of dollars and in the case of you know the collective you know billions of dollars to be and you're just there all the time so it's like you're not wanting for 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 a whole lot dude okay and i wonder though because and this is not the same thing at all but when i first moved to denver 15 years ago i got off the plane and get my little rental car to go check out the house or whatever and the rental car lady uh, i'm just making small talk and out the window you can see the mountains and it was like it was like six o'clock or whatever, and the sun's going down. I'm like, oh, that is gorgeous. I was like, that. I was like, that mountain view, that is amazing. And she goes, eh. After a while, you get over. It. And I'm gonna be honest, I haven't gotten over it. We've yeah. been here for over a decade. I love it. It's still beautiful every day. But I, I get kind of sort of where she's coming from. Do you think? I mean, obviously, there would be a little bit. But do you think you would ever? Do you think you would ever get over it? Is that even a thing you could do out there? I feel like it's more all encompassing that you couldn't. But you know, you've been there. I think it, well, I think it, yeah, and I'm an expert as we've, as we've established throughout, throughout this with my grand total of, uh, you know, a month <laughs> spent on the islands. But, uh, I'm sure people have the innate ability to become desensitized to everything. So I'm sure that there probably are people who are just like, eh, whatever. It's just, it's just the most beautiful water in the world. What, you know, no yeah. big deal. But it is so impressive. I mean, you look one direction and it's gigantic, picturesque mountains like you'd see in a Godzilla movie and then you look in the other direction, it's like the most beautiful beaches you've ever seen. Like, it's it's hard to get desensitized to it, but I'm sure somebody has figured out a way of doing it. 
Yeah, I, it, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's more about the person than than the scenario because it just sounds because like, even living in like a beach city in Florida, you're still not that far because I got family out there. Yeah. You're not that far from land. You're not that far from hustle bustle and go 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 and grind culture and all that. But like if you're really flying all the way out there to the roots, like maybe like that's I don't know. That'd be my wife and I have random left turn. My wife and I met overseas. We, we met in the Netherlands. And okay. We have many a times you know, us moving back or maybe going over there, you know, like trying to live there. But the same thing is like, I, you know, I'd miss my folks, your folks and all the family thing. But like the difference is you move to the Netherlands. I don't speak Dutch. I don't know a lot of the culture, all of that. But if you move to a, a relatively speaking, because like also, what was the language you said earlier? Pigeon? Oh, p- pigeon. Yes. Yeah. I don't speak that, obviously. <laughs> Do you think that would be a problem because it feels like it wouldn't be that much of a problem no it's not no pigeon is just kind of and pigeon is like half english anyway uh huh. but if you look I've never at, heard this term i don't know what this is oh it's uh you can look i know that you do a lot of god talk we'll just dip into this briefly you can actually Might fi- as well. yeah you can you can you can actually find the bible has been translated into pigeon brother so if you look up uh the <laughs> i've seen that at a gift shop in hawaii so it it exists, but yeah, pigeon. It's you can probably make sense of what, but the only guys who are going to be speaking pigeon are like the super super duper island dudes. Like if you're going to like a restaurant or something, they're all just speaking English per use. Wow! So it really is. It it really is the you ain't from around here, boys. Of it, it's the Alabamans of Hawaii that are the issue. Oh yeah, but I mean, for the most part, they're like super friendly. But yes, like if you found yourself in the place that you're not supposed to be. Then, then yes, you'd probably find yourself among the the pigeon boys. <laughs> That's amazing, and also it's it's uh, incredibly prescient that you would say the Bible has been translated because I do have one last quote for you, sir. Oh, Hawaiian religion. Oh, good, good, yes, perfect. Can you name the main modern religion nowadays? What's the main religion of Hawaii? Uh, probably just Christianity. Yeah, Roman Catholic. Okay. Number two being Protestant, which is also mostly Christianity. Can you name the four main historical Hawaiian gods, or any of them? Uh, Maui. <laughs> Thank, thanks to uh, to Moana for for that. I You're welcome. Know him, yeah. Uh, Mau- okay, Maui. I don't think I know any of the other ones. I just know Maui. That's so funny. Uh, and actually, he's not a main one. He's one, but he's, no! yeah, he's not a main one. <laughs> And I'm sure we're going to pronounce these all wrong as well, but here we go. Kane or Kane, K-A-N-E. Oh, yeah, okay. God of creation and the sky. Yes. Kanaloa or Kanaloa is the god of the ocean. Okay. Ku is the god of war. And then Lono is the god of peace, rain, and fertility. Oh, well, there we go. I, I can't, I'm not going to lie. I kind of miss that concept. I, I miss dividing... Deities into like this is your job, right? Like, that is so That's just it's easily understood. Like, okay, for this thing, we got to pray to this guy, and then for something else, it's a totally different oh, person. Geez. Like, it just makes sense it's to so me. Much are you? And if you, you don't have to press into this, are you a religious dude in general? No. It, were you raised? Um, not really. I was I was baptized, but that's okay. About as and I, and I spent two years. We would go to church and go to Sunday school. And then that got dropped when my desire to sleep in became overwhelmingly uh, insurmountable for my parents. When you with. were old enough to choose, you chose no. Well, and that I got started late. So I didn't go, we didn't start going to church until I was probably like around 11. 
Um, oh, so like it, it didn't take. I wasn't young enough to the point where it was just like, yeah, this sounds like fun. Like I was already like, I have better things to do than uh, than this. <laughs> and the wafers were horrible. Like eating oh. Christ was. T- I there were many a time where I spit Christ into the bushes outside of the uh, the, the church. <laughs> Aftertaste on this god, not like me. it was Kinda not better. my favorite thing, but uh, That's but yeah, funny. I've actually okay because and I, I do a lot of episodes on religion because I was raised super duper Southern Baptist. Where were you when you guys first was this out in Seattle or is it where, where what part of the were you living? Yeah, yeah, I was in the Seattle, greater Seattle region. Yeah, we Lutheran, right. raised Lutheran, but from zero to 11, you didn't go to a church, and then suddenly your parents said, Let's start going. Yeah, so my dad had been raised going. I don't, I don't know how frequently they went to church, but he was definitely like raised somewhat religious. My younger sister, so there's a bit of an age gap between me and my little sister of like uh, six years, and so she would have been around six. And so, so I think, like, I think it was let's see if we can catch Eric, <laughs> maybe, and then like for sure we'll get the the little one kind of in on this this whole thing. But it did it didn't take for either of us, unfortunately. Oh, not even your sister. Yeah, she was six. And for me, I was just so antisocial that I just didn't get along with any of the kids in Sunday school. And then I just, you know, the only thing I liked about church was the fact that I could eat cookies afterwards. Uh, That was was about it for me. I don't know that my little sister had any uh, anything pulling her in in the direction of like, oh, this is a good time. I'm not going to lie to you. That gives me some hope because, I mean, I was raised a one, you know, I was christened and baptized at all. Time. I was too young to even see. So I never questioned. Mm-hmm. As for growing up, it was just automatic. Of course, you were in church every Wednesday and Thursday, and etc. For you, as showing up as an eleven-year-old, did it seem as off-putting or as just just weird? As I'm looking at it now, as an adult, I've been removed myself for the last decade or whatever. As an eleven-year-old, did it seem weird, or as a youth, was it just a sociability that you didn't like, it, or did you see the, the whole establishment, whatever? I think I got the sense that there was something off about it. And like, and I want to make, cause I'm sure my dad's going to listen to this. Um, but like <laughs> my dad has been a very level, like he, he does, he's a believer. He, he's a Christian. Um, he, he's not like pushy about it or anything like that. I've never been made to feel like, you know, a bad son because I, I haven't followed those, those same beliefs my whole life or anything like that. Yeah. But I remember one time as like a kid asking him, so for Adam and Eve, if they if like they're the only two humans, right? And so if they have kids, that means that all their kids would then need to like procreate to like make the planet, right? And he was just like, Well yeah. And like I'm like, Okay, all right. And then I just remember leaving that conversation and be like, That seems like bullshit. I don't know about that. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think if it would would have been more presented to me as like, hey, these are like parables that are good to kind of live your life by, maybe it would have stuck with me more. But the way it was being presented to me was like, no, th- this happened. And by that point, I was kind of already like, I'm not sure that this stands up to the reason test. But if do you do you? I, I actually I'm glad to hear you say that because I'm honestly hopeful for the future that we might adopt more of a a parabolistic view because i mean come on Joe, what do we do like all of it there's a hundred things like stop but if you do just take some of the teachings there's some like crazy nonsense or whatever but just in theory let's say in years you've got some kids 
Are you going to push any style, anything on them? Or is it, like, no. what, what, like I'm trying to, like, the more I ask people about this, the more I'm realizing that everyone's way more relaxed nowadays. It just feels that way. Our generation, everybody doesn't care as much. Is that kind of what you're getting? Or are, are you going to push it? Oh yeah, no, I, 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 I would be such, such a hypocrite to, to, to do that. I think, I think there will probably be conversations because I mean, they're bound to hear about these things from somebody. So I think eventually you have to kind of address the, the elephant in the room when it comes to religion. But yeah, I think it's just kind of up to the individual to figure out what makes the most sense for them. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't plan on taking them to church or getting anyone baptized or anything like that. Dude, and like my family is super Southern Baptist. My wife's family is super Catholic. Mm-hmm. So they are like kind of pushing us to get her baptized. And I was like, I don't, sorry, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, Did you get married in a church? Oh, well, we didn't get married in church, actually. No, because uh, thankfully we didn't. But my wife wanted to do something outside. Mm-hmm. And we asked probably seven or eight different churches, like, hey, can we get married outside? And they all told us no. Oh. We just had like my wife ordained online. And like, all right, you want to come marry some fields? Because I don't want to. I don't want to go. To Perfect. But again, the idea that they would tell us no. Yeah. Idea that any religion. Like, I, I genuinely am hopeful that moving forward, we might actually just say that these are parables. But I think almost inherent in the religion itself, you can't admit that it's parable. You have to hold this like, steadfast yeah. thing. Do, do you think in like I don't know? Let's say fifty years. I think religion will even. I mean, at least to the extent it is now. Oh, to the extent that it is now, no. To to a certain extent, yes. I mean, I think there's always probably going to be some elements, especially if you're talking like worldwide, because even though we're seeing like a shift, especially in like the northern portion of the United States, I think there's other parts of the world that are not making those same sort of strides. No, uh, <laughs> as we as we were seeing with, although Passing at the same time, life. yeah, I don't know, right. like. <laughs> Certain people are kind of sick of, of of some of the shit that's going on, going on elsewhere, but um, I think I, it does seem like it's just kind of slowly drifting away. Um, but I think there's going to be an element for the next I don't know what three four generations until there's a bigger problem at foot, <laughs> like until global warming really starts to become like the <laughs> thing. Fighting yeah, uh, there's going to be an element of it, I, I'm sure, but probably gradually drifting away bit by bit, if I had to guess. I'm so glad we happened to meet on Reddit or whatever. These have been really fun. If, if you don't mind, can I press into just your personal beliefs? Do, do you mind if I ask you a couple more it. questions? Is, in your opinion, as far as I'm concerned, everybody's wrong, is there an effort of any kind, golden chariots and rings of fire and all the things, or just anything. I right now my current belief system is that the same thing happens when you die as what happened before you were born. Being, uh, you you tell me. Do you remember? Do you, do you remember anything before you were born? Nope. Then Not that's probably what will happen after you you're deceased. Heck yeah! <laughs> if there was a magical door. That if you opened it, it gave you all of these answers. Is there an afterlife? Is there a point in life? Is there a meaning in life? All that. Thing. You open this door, you are now flooded with all of the truth. Do you open it? Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Think it, I, I'm, and I don't want to sound like a dick 
<laughs> you know, judging because I know you, you, especially like on your show, you have like a lot of people who are like fairly devout, but like they seem fairly level-headed about these things. So it's like I don't want to come across like, oh, I know, but like I'm pretty sure that there's not going to be like the magical thing that happens after we die. Like it'd be great if it, like, if like if I had the option, like if you could say, hey, Eric, if when you die, as long as you were like a good person, you can see all the people that you got a chance to see when you were alive. Like I would absolutely take that, but I just don't think that the odds are especially good that that's going to happen. So, so sure. I don't see any reason to not open the door just to like, Eh, let's see what let's see what happens. Let's 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 verify all this really quick, and then maybe it's something really wild that I didn't even expect. That's honestly, if there is anything next in my head, it can only be something that is so out of left field that we've never predicted it. Because to compare what was before to what is now. And what was before, as far as I'm concerned, I have no idea. And what is now is very rigorous and right angles and, and, and sharp. Right. To expect that anything similar to this to come next is insane to me. So I'm actually really glad that he was able that is that is very that is very interesting. Well, yeah, dude. So how is a hard mark podcast? Check it out. It's awesome. How, how have y'all been doing? And I admit I've been slacking or listening to anything lately. But the kids are killing me. Uh, I I understand. I I know how well. I I don't know how kids can be, but I can imagine how. Yeah, so, soon enough. But uh, no, it's going well. Um, we we kind of switched since the last time I was on your fabulous program. We switched <laughs> up uh, our format a little bit, so we still have a like a heavy wrestling reference, uh, uh, heavy heavy wrestling element to it. But it, what we did was basically we chopped each episode in half, so we have alternate weeks where like one week it'll just be us talking about whatever not altogether dissimilar from the format of your show and then the following <laughs> week is about a particular wrestling match so for people who oh, really don't cool. care about wrestling at all check out the rumpus time episodes uh, a couple weeks back we posted an episode about my recent experience at the dentist uh, i know this is the number one conservative podcast of all time i go on a big rant about male dental hygienists so i think i think the the conservative listeners of your program would really enjoy that and uh I think the day this comes out, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Speaking seriously, though, anyone can do any job. But like, if you're a dude and you're a dental hygienist, you got to be fucking gentle. You can't just go in there with your masculine mindset of like, I'm gonna clean all the gunk. Like, come on, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be. You're in my mouth. Bro. You're in my mouth. You're being very invasive. But anyway, I hated the. It was the worst <laughs> dental experience of my entire entire life. You can hear all about it. And then the episode coming out. I think it's called Spider Spider Mustard. Uh, I don't. I remember some of the things we talked about. We, oh, I have my co-host rank condiments. So if that seems like something you'd be interested in. Check I'm out super the Hard Mark Podcast. I absolutely love it, brother. This was this was awesome, man. I got, I literally I can hear my kids still not being asleep, so like I got to go yell at them now. But sir, this was awesome, bro. Thank you so much for coming on. I I, I loved it. I look forward to to not only hearing more, but someday. I'll be back as the senior Heck yeah. Hawaiian Heck yeah. correspondent so or anything like else. A year and a half in between <laughs> next time. It'll be less than that. I guarantee that. Yeah. Brother, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's a blast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah. Dude, anytime. <laughs>